0: Welcome to MediaMD, your fortnightly Doof Network dose of media that you have somehow missed. I'm Ruben Morehouse.
1: I'm Elliot Diebold.
0: And we are back this fortnight to talk about Annihilation.
1: Yes, so this is a Netflix movie I prescribed to you two weeks ago, Ruben, so uh, why don't you hit us with that plot summary?
0: Yes, so... uh...
1: So just explain the ending, you know, in detail and everything that <laughs> yeah. it means. Yeah, so top
0: five things you missed about the ending to Annihilation and what they mean. Okay, <laughs> number one. Um, no, so the plot, the plot of this movie is um, a – there's kind of two beats. Uh, the first beat is a comet lands in uh, near a lighthouse and from it starts to extend this thing called the shimmer, a kind of reality warping effect that causes kinds of weird shit to happen. Um basically what it does is it seems to shuffle around over time the dna of things that are inside its area of effect causing things like crocodiles that are all flowery or flowers that cross-pollinate or people that turn into flowers or flowers that turn into people and things like that weird shit like that trees that turn into glass you know all kinds of crazy shit um Hmm. uh it it, i would almost call it like an atom shuffler basically yes i think the term
1: Um, the term one of them uses in the movie is like a, a refractor like it's yes. basically it's taking chunks of DNA and moving them around to see what happens.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um well, to see what happens, spoiler, we'll get to that later. <laughs> uh, we meet our main character uh, whose name is Lena. Um and we find out that she has a husband who has been missing for a year and then he suddenly returns. Uh, and as he returns, she and him are both abducted by this shadowy organization that we learn is kind of observing the shimmer and trying to stop it from expanding endlessly. Uh, Her husband went into it as one of the missions that did so uh, and didn't return or until a year later, he was actually the only person to return. Everyone else died.
1: Yeah. In fact, I Uh, think there've been multiple missions and no one's ever come out before.
0: Yes. Uh, And they decide to send in one more mission with a group of four women. And Lena kind of joins the crew to try and figure out what, what happened and try and save her husband from dying. Uh, So they go inside, shit gets real weird, almost all of them die. Lena gets to the lighthouse, finds the source of the spooky shit, which is an alien that's trying to do something, you don't really know what, you can kind of theorize about it. And then she does some stuff and burns down the alien and saves everyone and escapes psychologically and physically unscathed. And then it's a great (laughs) happy Um, (laughs) ending. Yeah, she just... That's the... Yeah.
1: It's definitely her, and it's definitely yep. she's as she was before yep. she
0: went in. She's exactly the same. <laughs> Nothing has changed about her. Um, yeah, <laughs> no. Uh, so obviously that's not what happens. This movie is, well, it's mostly what happens, but this movie isn't really about that, I, I or kind of is. That's the first layer of what is happening in this movie, right? And then it's the kind of movie that begs you to rewatch it and analyse it further. And I've got, like... Maybe four different interpretations of what this movie is trying to talk about—that could all kind of be the case—that I was thinking about uh, ever since I watched it.
1: Yeah. So, Um, so, yeah, because I was actually—I was hesitant. I I watched it again for this, um, like a mm -hmm. week ago, and I enjoyed this movie so much more this second time. Like, you know, I watched it for the first time like a year and a half ago. I enjoyed it so much more this time, and I was so tempted to message you and say you should probably watch this twice. Yeah. Because, um, uh, like, uh, yeah, I just enjoyed it so much more the second time.
0: Yes. Uh, on, on, I did do a second viewing, and I did a lot of, like, um, looking up of articles. of I, I Googled, what does the ending mean? And it's <laughs> the worst thing to Google, because when you Google that, you always get people who have written this for the most idiotic audience i can only assume because <laughs> they explain like all the basic things like ah, oh, you might have missed her eyes change color at the end and i'm like no of course i didn't miss that like it's obviously important it,
1: it, it's a whole like 10 second shot yeah. it's very hard yeah. to miss yeah they,
0: it's i i guess they write it for people who are just looking at their phones all the time anyway um yeah i i, I actually it's interesting to me because even on my first viewing, there are things that stand out about this movie that it's trying to say, right? Or or like kind of lampshades that it hangs, right? Like, um uh well, should we get into kind of what it all means first or should we talk about some of the technical uh marvel that this movie is? Because it's obviously yeah. it's it's got a lot of really natural looking CGI, it's got a lot of really beautiful cinematography, like it's a really beautifully shot and composed movie.
1: Oh, absolutely. And all that CGI. Like, this movie's just so colourful. Like, I, yeah. I was just blown oh, away yeah. again the second time. It's just how, like, for a movie that is just not positive vibes for the whole thing, it's, <laughs> no, it's it so colourful it? and, and just, like, it, you're always just being shown this entire rainbow of, of stuff on the screen as people yeah. are being mauled to death and stuff.
0: Yeah, and there's even some parts where the you know, sometimes it's nighttime and this creepy bear attacks, and and you know, it's it's it almost just kind of broken up into this like daytime is wondrous and mystical, and nighttime is dangerous and deadly. But then a few moments break that. Like there's the, the a daytime where they start exploring this this kind of um, military base that they've come across, and as they're exploring it, the sun starts to set, and they find something horrifying, uh, which is a nice little bit of um, of nighttime symbolizing the horror that they're going to encounter. Um, and then there's this other part where one of the characters like turns into a tree or we don't explicitly see what happens to her, but it's pretty obvious that she turns into a plant in some way. Um, and that's in the middle of the day. That one's not at nighttime at all. And so it's interesting to me that for a lot of the movie, it has this beat of nighttime is when all the really dark spooky shit happens. But then this daytime scene of this woman turning into a tree, which I guess isn't like played in like suspense or horror but is just kind of existentially horrifying breaks that rule i
1: I think that's i i would think that's arguable i agree the concept of being turned into plants is is kind of horrifying but Mm. the framing of that moment is definitely that's what that girl wants to happen at that point well yes (laughs) she kind of is like she embraces it in in the final moments which so like there's an there's a case to be made for that being said to be a beautiful moment you know what i mean
0: uh, i guess but she embraces it and it's quite or it was clear to me that she's not thinking clearly like her brain has been affected by being in this place which is i felt one of the reasons she affected it, accepted it
1: right but I, I do think one of the things this movie is questioning is like you know the concept of the self and yeah, you know there is all that stuff like if your brain is being altered in that way what at what point does it stop being you you know
2: like yeah.
1: one of the one of the devices that this movie brings up is they all kind of came in here to die to various degrees so yeah may not have required that much changing for her to want to die in this beautiful way you know
0: yeah yeah it's a di- it's a a dower movie isn't it um yeah Before we dive into the meanings of stuff, I want to talk more about some of the things I liked and disliked about this movie on the kind of first level, on the surface level, right? Um, There's uh, a lot of beautiful things and a lot of really nice kind of shots that start to tie into some of the meanings of things. Um, When we first see the husband has returned, I immediately got the vibe that he was an evil twin, by the way. I don't know if you did too, because <laughs> he just is so clearly like an evil twin. Like, we see flashbacks of the happy version of him, and it's so different yeah. that I was immediately like, oh, this guy's an evil twin. And then we kind of find out that maybe he is. Like, it's a little unclear, but it's possible <laughs> that he is. Um, he's something. He's something, exactly. <laughs> um, And we get this shot that I really like of uh, her, Lena, and her husband, Kane holding hands or the evil twin of kane holding hands and we see it through a glass of water yeah and it's this weird like refracting you know image of their hands kind of melded into one makes and so see much sense shots, on, the,
1: on the second watch as well i loved yes. that
0: we see a few shots that are through a glass of water we see one later of lena after she's come back and her hand is like mirrored and it's from the opposite side possibly implying that she is a clone um but possibly just implying like she's gone through a, an experience that significantly changed her to the point that this water is now reflecting a different side of her.
1: Mm, mm.
0: Um, but I just love that beat. Um, I I really loved, uh, we first meet Dr. Ventress and I was immediately like, well, okay, Dr. Ventress, really like that's such a cliched evil name. <laughs> um, and we find out that she has a bit more depth than that, uh, but she is a bit evil. Um, actually, I want to talk about, my major problem with this movie and this is going to be such a shitty complaint so just buckle in everybody because it really is a (laughs) shitty one um this movies like this are clearly not about what is the scientific explanation for this shimmer what's going on here it's not about logic being used to analyze this right like that's clearly not what this movie is but i had such a problem with the way that this mission went down (laughs) with the way that they approached this mission of you know, we learn nobody has ever come back from the shimmer, but they just go in and then bad shit immediately starts happening. And their first thought isn't like, okay, let's turn around and tell everybody what's in here so that people can like know what to expect when they go in. <laughs> Cause they don't actually have a reason not to go back at the start. I thought maybe they like, there's some things about them losing their memory and stuff. So I thought maybe they don't know how to get out or something like that, but that's kind of explicitly deconfirmed. And I'm kind of like, guys, just go out and, like, gather some data. Like, you've got some data points. You can do another mission. It's all right. But clearly the characters, the reason they don't do that is because the main characters, Lena and Ventress, aren't really here to, to gather data. They're here to, I don't know, to die, to to maybe not explicitly to die, but to kind of to, to get to the end of this mission or die trying, I guess.
1: Yeah. So obviously, like, we find out Ventress has cancer. And yeah. she's been the one managing this from the outside for ages. So you're right, she's sort of at the point where she just needs to go and do it herself because yeah. like like going out for her doesn't fix her problem. She's here because she needs to know, and apparently
0: she can only do that herself now. Yeah. Um but but Lena, I actually found myself actively hating as the movie went <laughs> on because she willfully manipulates and intentionally puts into danger the rest of the crew.
1: Right? Uh, and I like how there's there's very little time for us to not know this. Like, there's the moment where she's sort of like, oh, I think this is our best bet. And you're like, okay, that, that seems like it could be legit. And then we cut back to, you know, one of the devices of the movie is we're constantly flickering back to her being interviewed after she's gotten out at the end. Yeah. And yep. she just straight-up confirms. She's like, oh, I didn't believe that. It was just the easiest way to get them to keep going in with us. Yeah, And, exactly. and, and you're yeah, just sort of like, yeah. okay, so you're just a shitbag. You're just a monster. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> um, and, and the other thing is we find out that the mutations are getting more and more pronounced as we get closer to the lighthouse. And so it's just like there's literally no reason for them to keep going in an effort to escape. It It is just bullshit by Lena. And it gets all of the crew killed um and that blood is pretty explicitly i would say on Lena's hands
1: yeah but she does find out the the mystery and end up completing the mission so yay
0: <laughs> um, um
1: yeah like because yeah. i mean yeah like i don't know I, I guess while we're while we're nitpicking stuff like that it's like the <laughs> one of the whole things is they're like really worried because when they go to sleep they clearly like lose all their memories and that's part of the thing yeah. they don't know how far in they are um, yes. they think they've been going for about three to four days and i really like that as a as a way to just fast track to the oh shit we're in the middle of it moment um Uh, okay but like just leave yourself a note before you go to sleep
0: right there's so many things (laughs) they could have done right like yeah um, and i i as i was watching the movie for the first time i was thinking to myself oh why can't they just do this and i was like no 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 that's not the point Ruben. stop just let yourself (laughs) go along with it but i can't i couldn't help it like there were so many times yeah Um, i think i want to talk about one of the interpretations of this movie because as we're talking about things i want to be like oh and this could tie into this um sure which is the idea of recovery from trauma i think um we find out pretty explicitly that each of the uh crew members on this journey have had a terrible incident in their lives or have had have things that are you know real world traumas that people suffer genuinely psychologically damaging experiences right um Lena's we're not 100% sure of Lena's uh but I have a few theories on that. We find out ventress has cancer, we find out um I can't remember the name but the the one of the other ones is like clearly suicidal um and and is like recovering from suicidal ideation or, or depression. Um we find out that one of them lost uh, a child, they lost their daughter and they represent this as like this didn't I did, didn't just lose my child, I lost myself because it was such a traumatic experience. Yeah. Um so they all clearly have very strong traumas that drive them to the edge of being suicidal in this mission. Right. Mm. Um, and I think that's one of the things that this is potentially an analogy for is the, uh, the, the damaging psychology of, behind trauma and where it can lead. Um, you know, it leads uh, the girl who turns into a plant to kind of commit suicide. Basically um, it leads the other characters to these kind of violent ends uh, and lena isn't unscathed she is changed permanently from this and i think that's kind of one of the interpretations of what's going on here and then we get to things like oh they when they fall asleep they lose their memories and that's kind of analogous to like you know if you're depressed you 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 can have these kind of side effects of of memory loss or just like sleeping for a long time is a is a, a yeah. common kind of apathetic side effect of depression and I, i'm not a psychologist so i'm not an expert on this but i can kind of see a lot of Threads that that link between that interpretation, um, so that's kind of the first surface, the subsurface interpretation that I think is what this movie is talking
1: about. Um, yeah, I like I I agree. It's not it's not something I read into, but like I definitely see that. Um, and, and like as you said, like you know, it, it's well, it's impossible not to notice that it's it's talking about a bunch of people who, for various reasons, have decided they don't feel too much of a need to live anymore. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's that's probably a fair read. Um, yeah, I, I guess just to throw in my own, and it's probably one of the ones you're about to bring up. Um, I really saw it as a as a thing talking about how I I don't know. I guess it's discussing the various relationships between change and it, it's a movie about yeah. change. I would say, and how yes. how death relates to change in the sense that, like, I, you know, maybe death and death is a form of change or i don't know like that's a bit grim so kind of maybe like change changes an alternative to death would be a better way of framing mm. it um, or maybe
0: change and death are one and the same to an extent
1: yeah yeah um but there's, there's some overlap conceptually and and like, that comes up in a number of ways i think the best one and maybe it's just cuz i i studied this for a semester at uni that i honed in on it so much but it opens the movie the well the backstory opens with Natalie Portman uh working as a professor. She's like a, a molecular biologist, and yep. she's giving a lecture on on cancer and how cancer isn't oh yeah death innately. Like on a molecular level, cancer isn't death. Cancer is actually the proliferation and just like overabundance of life. Like what, what a what a tumor is is it's your cells stopping limiting themselves from growing and to the point where yeah. they, they grow enough to kill you. Um and, yeah. I mean, obviously that that kind of relates to the shimmer, uh, yeah, right? Yeah,
0: cancer is a big through line throughout this entire story, right? Ventress yeah. has cancer. One of the scientists lost her daughter to leukemia. Um, there are a lot of cancer parallels in here. Um, and actually, I my interpretation of the ending, or at least an interpretation of the ending here, is when Ventress was kind of broken down and turned into this alien, we see what is presumably cancer or a cancerous kind of development kind of taking over part of this alien creature like damaging it and and yes it is ultimately destroyed by this fire but i kind of see this cancer or this change agent coming from ventress into the alien ecosystem being one of the things that causes it to eventually die yeah yeah i think that's fair yeah um so there you're right there's a lot of like cancer as a metaphor for change or like like bad change i guess versus potentially good change um in this movie uh i want to pull out one other one which is interesting which is something that we haven't talked about because on surface level it seems very disconnected from the rest of the movie is lena is having an affair or was having an affair before her husband disappeared right um with one of the other professors at her work uh, Mm. who is also married um and I found this very interesting because I kind of just accepted this on my first watch. It's like, oh yeah, I'm sure we'll find out more about how this relates later. And we never really do. Like it never really plays in explicitly to the story. Um, But watching it again, I kind of saw this and saw the way that the story ends with uh, Lena and Kane kind of confronting each other about like, Hey, are you really Kane? And he says, I don't know. Are you really Lena? And she doesn't really react. Or she says yes, but it's kind of ambiguous as to whether that's true or not. I kind of saw a bit of metaphor of a couple going through an affair and the way that it changed their dynamic as being another metaphor for what the Shimmer is potentially representing here. Um, this incredible trauma that is like changing these people to the extent that they are no longer the same. Um, and you see a kind of muted uh stunted hug between them of like completely affectionless right at the very <laughs> end. they have this completely affectionless hug which is in direct contrast to the flashbacks we see of them before he went into the shimmer where they're like happy they're like have a very like strong chemistry obviously Natalie Portman and um I'm blanking on the on Kane's actor's name what's his name He's in uh, Star Wars and stuff. What he, is he? Something Isaac? Oscar Isaac? Oscar Isaac. That's it. Um, like, they're both great actors, and they portray the chemistry between them in this flashback exceptionally well, and then it's so obvious immediately after he gets back and after <laughs> she gets back, there is no chemistry there. They are completely incompatible.
1: Yeah. I, I I would kind of work that into the metaphor. I guess I'm turning into a broken record. I, I would work that into the metaphor of change. i what I meant before. Yeah, like, fair enough. Because as well what I what I would say there is the, the affair and the way that fits into me is uh Natalie Portman and and Oscar Isaac's characters like got together and, and, and met and married and stuff when she was in the army and then she mm. left the army and mm. she moved on to becoming like a molecular biologist and she had an affair mm. with a with like a colleague she met there. So yep. like maybe it sort of fits into there where she'd moved into a new chapter of her life um and and like that was maybe part of the cause of the infidelity or something. I, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm making a, this up on the fly. I'm going to no, win it. So. <laughs> but,
0: but that's the good thing about a movie like this is it's clearly exploring an ideas around change. And we can yes. take take different meanings from that because it's it explores it and presents it through interesting enough layers that we can talk about. Okay, maybe it's talking about cancer for a bit. Maybe it's talking about affairs. Maybe it's talking about change explicitly. And it's kind of talking about all those things because it's, it's portraying ideas around good and bad change and the psychological effects that it has on somebody. And it's kind of deep enough that you can probe and discuss it endlessly, I would think.
1: Yeah, well, because it's not a movie that's trying to make a statement. It's a movie that's no. asking questions on very broad yes. topics. And you're yeah. right, that leads like, to a lot of money. Like, and we talked about this, you know, I've said that's why I tend to prefer long-form things. Like It's why I like the Wild Boat serials, because he doesn't just make statements on a topic. He explores it from multiple different angles. And like this movie, in a very short time, is just asking questions about very broad topics, which leaves you with, a lot to explore within it
0: yeah and it's doing it while also presenting on the surface quite an engaging story about a group of researchers trying to figure out what the hell's going on with this shimmer
1: (laughs) yeah if i could we just quickly talk about the bear scene because that is so fucking good okay yeah let's
0: talk about (laughs) the bear um which is a incredibly horrifying monster it is a kind of mutated bear that um is gigantic and like scarred and deformed and kills one of the crew members. And then comes back later, and we realize not only is it a mutated bear, it actually has the ability to mimic the voices of of this crew member. Either because it could just do that, or because like it, their brain was like you know DNA swapped or refracted into the bear. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, like, we have no idea why, because the you know the the mechanics of, of the shimmer are never really yeah. explored. But yeah, like yeah. I think like I remember seeing articles when when the movie was out that was sort of like. Um, this one scene in Annihilation is like the best horror movie of the year. Because yeah, it's, it's just like not it? The bit where they're all tied up and it's just the, yeah, the creepiness of it calling out in uh, in, in the dead crew member's name, uh, voice, sorry, it's just...
0: Calling out like, help me, help me, yeah, oh, basically. It's, it's in this so, weird, like, distorted voice. It's, and it's really... Like,
1: It's like a bony face as well. Like it's just—it's a and it's got like a second
0: mouth, I think, or maybe its mouth is exposed, but it looked a bit like it had a second mouth as well. It was really fucked. Um, Yeah, yeah, very scary, very scary scene. Um, A great movie, an incredibly well-made movie. Um, Yeah, I I, like technically very incredibly well implemented, executed. Um, We actually don't get into the shimmer for about thirty minutes, I would say, and the entire thing is great like the even just the interactions between these characters before they go into the shimmer they have this scene where they're kind of drinking a beer as lena has has basically just arrived here they kind of share a beer and and hang out and it's so good like it's all just so well acted so well written so tight like it's great it's a really good movie
1: yeah i agree uh the soundtrack is phenomenal Mm. um like it's it's quite varied as well there's all sorts of yeah. things going on um but it, yeah like just on every level it's it's so well put together
0: yeah great i i really loved it um i i wonder and this is something that i might need to consider again in future readings is i wonder how much of an unreliable narrator lena is here
1: um as in, like, how much? Because, yeah, as as who said, the the framing is we keep coming back to her, and it's sort of like she is recounting what happened. Yes, to she's being interviewed scientists. by
0: Benedict Wong after the shim has been destroyed, um, R- right? Exactly, theoretically destroyed, I, I guess. Um, and, and
1: yeah, so you do like. I guess it's worth questioning whether she's making any of it up. Yeah, I mean, you think she'd she do a better is... job of making herself not look like a shit bag? <laughs> no, that's exactly. What that's doing. what I was going to say.
0: She really <laughs> makes herself look bad, and so <laughs> from that perspective it's not an unreliable narrative but there are a few moments of like things that don't quite add up like okay here's one when she climbs down into the like the heart of the alien or whatever um we see ventress who has arrived here before her and for one shot ventress has no eyes and then ventress turns around and has eyes did you notice Mm. this
1: yeah 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 She's, she's real creepy looking before she turns around uh, and notices now. And then she's
0: normal. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? Like what? And that's unremarked on. And I couldn't, I couldn't think of what that was except for this alien, like intentionally fucking with Ventress and then kind of being like, oh, maybe I should do this instead. But the alien doesn't seem to be that level of cognizant of how humans operate. So I, I don't know. Like, it just felt like. This is weird, and it doesn't quite add up, you know?
1: Well, we find out pretty quickly it's not all Ventress who's there uh, when when that's yes. going on, right? Like yes. She's got the alien inside her at that point, and it kind of explodes out. Um, so, yeah, it could have just been that. Like, it's just good horror either way. Like, it creeps you out when yeah. you get down there, and she's yeah. there without a face, and then she turns around, and she's all, oh, it's just me. I'm normal. Yeah,
0: yeah. True, um, and there's uh, the final confrontation, which we haven't explicitly mentioned. I guess uh, it, it, we basically see a clone of Lena being born and and becoming more and more like her. And then there's a kind of confrontation, in air quotes. It's not quite a confrontation because uh, the clone isn't attacking her; it's just kind of mirroring her. So Lena, think, like,
1: except when she tries it. to leave or harm it. Yeah.
0: Well, when she tries to leave, the clone leaves with her, and like. Pu- like um uh presses her up against the door because she runs to the door and the clone runs to the door and they're both just kind of pressed up against the door now. So I was like, well, it's kind of stopping her leaving, but it's plausible that it's just also kind of mirroring her, and that's the obstacle. Um yeah, like it it's interesting. And then, of course, uh as far as we know, Lena tricks it into burning itself with a grenade. Uh, flashbang and then escapes um but we saw previously that kane flashbanged himself and the evil probably. clone of
1: Kane probably <laughs> escaped
0: right um and so the the kind of symbolism of well kane killed himself and you're saying you didn't kill yourself you got the other clone to kill themselves it, again is kind of like it doesn't quite add up right yeah
1: yeah potentially um nothing I, I concrete
0: mean... obviously but <laughs> just a little bit weird
1: no obviously and i mean like because the other side of that is even if it is her it's yeah. not the her that went in right and i mean that's like the, no. the one thing you come out of the ending is you're like i don't know if it's the alien clone or if it's her but like either way yeah. it's arguably not either way she's- cleaner anymore
0: fundamentally changed um i mean not in the least that we explicitly see her eye colors changing as she hugs husband (laughs) yeah well she's
1: she's got like a bit of the shimmer in her i think that's the thing is like it seems like the shimmer was like destroyed when the lighthouse and the and the alien burnt or whatever um but the her and oscar isaac they both have the shimmer in their eyes yeah Um, so it's not it's not all gone or at least conceptually
0: interestingly oscar isaac or kane like he was injured by the shimmer and he kind of recovers when it's destroyed indicating that yep. like it has somewhat been expunged from him to some extent but obviously not completely so who knows
1: <laughs> yeah set
0: up uh, annihilation two.
1: even if it's gone um the the effects of it aren't might just be all that yeah. I'm really trying to say that yeah like, exactly you know, that, the... that i
0: think more strongly ties into the idea of change that's at the core of this
1: yeah, yeah, the the you know the the trauma is passed, but the effects still linger. Kind of yeah. to, to tie it back to something you said earlier. I think there yeah. is a book that this is based on. Um, in fact, I think Scott and Matt have covered it. Um, oh, really? In, in one of the book clubs. Um, and I, in fact, I think it might be a whole series. So there actually maybe is like an Annihilation two that maybe explains mm. it in terms of the books. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I haven't I haven't read the books, so I can't say.
0: Me neither. I should read the books though, and find out more.
1: just read the read the wikipedia summaries.
0: Mm. yeah interesting (sighs) interesting yeah all right well can't can't dive into that now i'm kind of thinking about what what what's in the book and will that relate or will it you know uh,
1: i don't know how different the book is i mean it could be and,
0: and the other thing is it does feel like i mean maybe the book goes into this as well but it feels like what what's potentially having been done here is a great science fiction concept has been taken and additional layers have been kind of built on top of it of like, I want to tell a story that explores questions of change, right? In a more yeah. ex- explicit kind of exploration. And so maybe the book just doesn't have that at all. I don't know. Maybe it's uh, more straightforward. We'll see.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I yeah, I don't know how they relate at all.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I really liked this movie and I, I found it hard to turn off my brain during it even though I knew I should have, uh, which is a bit annoying. But um, <laughs> despite that, I really did enjoy it quite a lot.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, well, un- unless there's anything else. There uh, is one
0: more thing. I have to give yep. it a score, Elliot.
1: Well, that, okay. That's where I was going with that sentence. Oh, okay. But uh, yep, yep. Give I it think it a it's score out of 10.
0: That I give it a reflected score. So the score I'm going to give it is backwards. So you have to flip. When I say the number, you have to flip it around in your brain, and that'll be the number that it actually is. Okay.
1: Are you giving it a six?
0: I'm giving it an
2: eight. <laughs> hey, you flip it around and it's infinity. Still the same. Oh, oh, no! I meant flip <laughs> like a, 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 on the vertical <laughs> axis. Anyway, yeah, I liked it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I got infinity. Yeah, infinity points. <laughs>
1: I, I, I win recommending for this year. Um, <sighs> no, okay, yeah, I think that's fair. Like, this is just I, I love this movie because, as you said, it's one of those movies where. When you finish it, um, you're asking questions to yourself. Slash, I totally did the same thing as you and googled "annihilation ending explained." <laughs> um, so yeah, like I think I think it's just I really enjoy these movies that ask questions rather than make statements, and and this one definitely asks questions more than it makes statements. I think. Yeah,
0: I liked it too. It's the kind of movie that is made to spark discussion, and I mean, you know, we've been discussing it for half an hour, so obviously it's worked.
1: <laughs> yeah, um,
0: yeah, um, cool. So what are we talking about next Fortnite, Elliot?
1: Yes, well, we've got a special guest uh, next fortnight. So, oh, yeah, uh, I was
0: wondering who that was.
1: Yeah, let me just uh, unmute her microphone. Welcome to the Hello. show.
2: Hey, thanks for having me. No, thanks
0: for coming on. Uh, fans of the Doof Media Network may recognise Georgia from uh, times when uh, her and Elliot and their other sibling, Hannah, go around uh, with usually swords and bows and stuff and go on wacky adventures together. Yeah. In video games, not in real life, I should point out.
2: <laughs> only obscure video games, though. We yes. don't play anything anyone's ever heard of.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, only the ones that when someone says, oh, it's one of those games, but not the one that you'd first think that people would want to be <laughs> yeah, playing. Exactly.
2: <laughs> um,
0: what are you, what are you uh, recommending to us?
2: So I'm going to recommend to you um, Clone Wars. So this is the animated Star Wars TV show. Uh, that is set in the three years between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith.
1: That's episodes two and three, right? Yes.
2: Yes, Yeah. of Um, the the prequel series. Um, I'm recommending you season one. I mean, I recommend all seven seasons, um, but we'll start with season one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Get hooked on the first season first.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yes. Um,
0: Now, uh, regular listeners to this show, uh, would know of Elliot's long-time stance of hating all things Star Wars except for what's it, Rogue hate, One? I don't oh, hate it. <laughs> yeah,
1: I just don't think solid. they're that. I don't think they're that good, except for Solo, which is very good. But yeah, yeah. no, I don't which hate. is them. a great I just, movie. I just obviously. don't think they're as good as people which, make out. But yeah,
2: which I think is interesting because I probably would have put myself in a similar category of being somebody who who likes Star Wars um, since I was pretty young. But it actually wasn't until I watched Clone Wars that I'd say. I became a pretty big Star Wars fan. Like, this is the show that really made me love Star Wars.
0: Mm.
2: Maybe it can do the same for you, Elliot. Uh, Let's
0: hope. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) if if anything can do it. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I I remember I've had a pretty similar experience with the, I don't know if you've seen this show, Georgia, but the show Young Justice, which is like, I've always been very blase about the DC universe of superheroes, but watching Young Justice, which is just a great show, and me actually care for the first time ever about some of these characters that were basically yeah. just jokes before that.
2: Because I think Elliot actually recommended Young Justice to me after you recommended it to him, and I watched mm. it, yeah, a couple of years ago, and yeah, it was very much the same. Like, was just pretty much Marvel only, and then watched that and thought, oh, this is really like these it's characters actually are some great.
0: interesting. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I so love I can kind too. of see, I can see that trajectory happening again with the um, animated entertainment that actually gives you good characters in these universes that were kind of yeah. just jokes and memes beforehand.
2: Exactly. And, and I guess on that sort of same point, um, so the main figurehead behind Clone Wars is Dave Filoni. I don't know if you've heard of him, but uh, he was basically handpicked by George Lucas who um, really liked his work on the first season of Avatar The Last Airbender. Um, so that's kind of where he came from. So he um, worked on character and story for Avatar And he also directed the two first episodes and the two last episodes of season one. Plus, I would argue Mm. pretty much all the good episodes, so like the Blue Spirit, the Jet episode, um, and the Fortune Teller episode. The Great Divide. He did. (laughs) I don't. He did not work on season two, so he escaped that uh, (laughs) infamous episode. Good on him. Um, Yeah. So that's kind of, and he also has been heavily involved in the Mandalorian. So. One Of the executive producers on that, uh, directed the episode with me now Wen, um, mm. who I know a fan of,
0: yeah, mm, from uh, from Shield, he presumably. did the
2: um, the first design for baby Yoda, so I he's basically <laughs> God to me, yeah, he's got I a lot of good credit, doesn't he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, it's- so yeah, I guess he comes from a background of having done Avatar Last Airbender, which is another like, animated show that has a lot of actual depth, um, mm. yeah.
0: Cool. Yeah, exciting. It's it's great to find people that have these through lines across all this different work that you love and, and use that as a I guess a barometer for oh I'm really gonna like this show as well. Hmm. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. Uh so I guess getting on to why I'm recommending it. Um oh well I guess oh, a little bit more background first. So there was that the film, which mm. probably a lot of people don't remember because it wasn't very good. It's bit shit really um there's that clone wars movie that uh, came out in about mm, 2003 maybe i'm not sure
1: i i remember seeing it in the cinemas and uh, that's about all
0: yeah. i
2: remember
0: the fact that you remember seeing it though, good <laughs> past that bar at least, yeah. <laughs> at least it was
2: vague memory um yeah. and i already watched that recently and there's not much to miss um it basically all you need to take away from that um, you don't need to rewatch that to rewatch watch the to watch the Clone Wars series basically all you need to know is that um there's a new character called Ahsoka who is Anakin's um apprentice um so he's Padawan and there's also another um uh sort of force user called ventress asage ventress and she is dooku's apprentice (laughs) these are some Um, star wars names already (laughs) yeah they are they are um (laughs) yeah basically if you just know that those characters exist and they're gonna turn up in the first few episodes of clone wars then that's all you need to know about the movie cool yeah okay yep you can give that a hard miss uh (laughs) (laughs) so what is it that you like
0: about the the show then
2: uh so yeah i guess i already touched on the fact that this is the show that really made me go from somebody who just casually likes star wars to somebody who's um a pretty big star wars fan uh and i think the main reason is that it really expands on the whole star wars universe um so i know there's a lot of books that do the same thing but i'm just not much of a reader so we'll go to a tv show instead um so firstly it really expands on the characters so um all the ones that you know, like particularly Anakin um, and Obi-Wan. And so it makes the whole kind of tragedy of Revenge of the Sith a lot sort of more meaningful and a lot more tragic to you as a viewer Mm. uh, as well as adding in a lot more characters. So like Ahsoka is probably – Ahsoka and Rex are probably the two big additions who um, are basically not in any other Star Wars and they're two of the main characters in this and I think within the fan base have become pretty big favourites. Um, as well as just other sort of more minor characters like Ventress and all those um, and a lot of the other sort of Jedi who you vaguely see in the background in the films and just don't really ever get to know anything about. They all become like, um, you know, recurring characters and it's a f- show that doesn't focus on any one person in particular. It just kind of follows the war. Um, So you get to see lots of different characters.
1: Yeah, uh, I think you were – uh, sorry, I, I was going to say, Jordan, I think you were explaining that to me like on, on Facebook the other day that there's like, it- it's divided into little like groups of episodes, it's like classic Doctor Who, right? Where it's like groups of, of a couple of episodes is sort of an arc and then there's a, a bunch of those each season. Yes,
2: yeah, so it- it's a mix. Like some are just one-off episodes, um, but they do tend to have arcs that usually go for two or three, sometimes even four episodes um, that'll focus on one running plot. So... When you put all those together, you essentially have like a small movie. So you, you get like a good mix of just yeah. Like I have to apologize. There's one episode in season one that is that does star Jar Jar Binks. It is only one episode. It's not a three episode arc. <laughs> I can't but I'm wait. still so sorry for it. Just, <laughs> is it really, it's really that bad. bad?
0: Jesus, it's Christ.
2: really it's really bad. I, I mean, that's the. I guess that's part of the. Uh, like, the best thing is that you get to see all these characters, but that does occasionally evolve Jar Jar Binks and C3PO, unfortunately. Um, right, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, so it's sort of a mix of just small little snippets of little things that happen as well as, like, longer arcs that really expand on certain events.
0: Um, they, they're going to keep trying to make Jar Jar Binks a cool and interesting character, huh?
2: They don't, know. Oh, the, thing just is, just, the thing is, just like, just terrible the internet
1: things. already did that. We got Darth Jar Jar and, mm. frankly, episodes seven through nine were too cowardly to actually go through with it. They um, were. To-,
0: to manifest that plot point.
1: Yeah, I mean, th- yeah. that's the, thing. the internet fixed Star Wars and-, and Disney rejected them and that's why the movies were bad. Mm.
0: <laughs> the only that's reason, the thesis. yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so now that you are you know, a Star Wars fan, Georgia, what do you think is the... I've always been interested to hear this because the Star Wars fandom to me is always one of the ones that I, I've i never really gotten, like I've never really gotten why people are so into it. And I'm curious to hear what it is you feel is the thing that makes you a Star Wars fan.
2: Um, well, I think, I mean, uh, like I sort of already touched on the characterization that gets built up when you look at um, things in, in, in more detail like through Clone Wars, um, I just really like a lot of the characters. So I think they're interesting. Um, you have the real, like it's just a classic sort of tragedy with the fall of Anakin, but then mm. he has his like redemption at the end and there's just something so epic about that um, and then all the characters around it, the, like the fall of the Jedi and everything, it's just it's just so epic, just like breeze mm. or something, you know, it's just, um, which I'm also obviously a big fan of and like Harry Potter, they just all – Kind of, yeah, just just I love that epicness. I um, mm. also think there's a lot of – it's a very unique um, – like it doesn't seem that way now because it's so, um, like, high profile, but it's such a unique world. Like you kind of got – it's a whole space thing, but it's also a bit of a Western feel to it. Mm. Um, but then you've got the Jedi who are, like, these cool, like, samurai-type um, sort of characters. And then especially, like, in Clone Wars – and the prequels in January, you have like this quite complicated political situation, um, which I just think like it's such a rich world and all these funny-looking aliens and um, you've got the outer rim, which is, yeah, like all full of criminals, and then you've got this corrupt capital in Coruscant and, yeah, I just Mm. think it's like a really rich world um, that's just so easy to get so many different stories out of. Like, you know, you look at something like The Mandalorian, which is pretty grounded. Um, in season one, Um, and then you've got these, like, huge epic movies as well, so you can get so much out of the world as well.
0: Mm. Yeah, interesting. I'm excited to, yeah, because it's kind of one of the fandoms I've never really brushed up against that much. Like, I've seen, I don't know, maybe half the Star Wars movies and shit, but I've never really gotten into the fandom because I've never really gotten into presumably any of the extended universe stuff. So I'm excited to finally give it a proper mm. go and be like, all right, let's 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 see what this Star Wars thing that everyone's talking about is actually all about.
2: Yeah, because there's definitely a level of, like, world-building and characterization um, when you watch Clone Wars that you just don't um, fully appreciate from the films. And then when you go back and watch the films, you think, oh, wow, these are actually way better now that I know all this other stuff oh, yeah.
0: about the world. <laughs> it, it retroactively it makes more. the movies better, yeah. Yeah,
2: it definitely does. And that's actually why I first um, – did watch them because I read that online. And I thought, oh, yeah, like that sounds pretty interesting. Like that's an Mm. interesting sell for a show to say that, like, this show will make you love the prequels because at the time I didn't love the prequels all that much. I (laughs) do now. Um, But, yeah, yeah, yes, I thought that was sort of an interesting – plus, you know, obviously one of the big things with something like Star Wars is um, for like a film or that they always struggled with when they wanted to make a television show – Like a live action one is budget because you've got all these special effects. Obviously, Mm. having an animated show, there's just like no limit to what they can show. So, there's lots of big, like epic space battles, sort of awesome lightsaber jewels with very good action. Um, I guess the most notable one is um, in the recent finale, which only aired sort of last Monday, so May the 4th, Star Wars Day. or oh, the episode before that, actually, I think it was the penultimate one, they had a um, lightsaber duel between Ahsoka and Darth Maul, who it's a spoiler if you haven't seen Solo, but I know Elliot's the, sort of, the only one he's seen, but he, he does come back. <laughs>
0: um,
2: and they have a duel and they actually motion captured it. So, uh, oh, wow. the, guy who, yeah. Yeah, so the guy who plays Darth Maul in um, Phantom Menace and um, uh, a woman who – was the person who did the fight scene in The Mandalorian with the armourer. Um, so those two did a motion capture of that fight and it's just a really good fight. It's just so well mm. done. Um, like it looks very sort of realistic. Um, yeah, so it's very good action and and it does actually have a finale. So it's a show that um, it, ha- it has three finales. It's kind of like Futurama. Um,
0: right. <laughs> it's yeah, come it and has. gone a few times.
2: Yeah, so it had a finish. It was always on Cartoon Network, finished there, uh, and then they sort of finished uh, with another sort of half season on Netflix um, in about, uh, I think that was 2014. Um, and then, yeah, just this year, Dave Filoni with all his new power from being so awesome um, managed to uh, get, the, um, get permission to do one last season this year. So it, it only just finished, yeah, the other week. And um, it's confirmed...
0: And it like that's that's it. It's been axed. <laughs> it's <done> yeah. Now. <laughs>
2: well, it, it finishes it, the the finale they just aired is like during Revenge of the Sith. So right. it's it's during the film, but just focusing on other characters like who aren't in the film, like Ahsoka and stuff. So it yeah. can't really continue it, or it won't really be in the Clone Wars. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it'll be something um,
0: else instead. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Exactly. So it's it's definitely finished.
0: Interesting, and it actually right.
2: yeah, so because I know Elliot really likes to have series that have a finish. He doesn't like yes things that don't end. <laughs> well, yeah, things
0: that go on forever and then kind of you know peter out is a bit it's sad. Yeah.
2: But he does still watch Supernatural, so
0: it's
2: kind of <laughs> oh, that, but that's that about
0: to end. has had so many finales. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's
1: like forty for the price of one. Yeah.
2: No, we all know Supernatural finished at season five. <laughs> yeah. You <laughs> can't yes. convince me otherwise.
1: <laughs> That's the correct uh, state to be in. I I celebrate the fact <laughs> Elliot's that it's gone
0: too far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's lost to it now. Um Oh one cool. one well, yeah. more
2: little thing I do need to mention. Um there's two episodes that are out of chronological order in this season. Um, just to be aware, I'd still just watch them in order, but episode sixteen uh, actually happens before the film. So it sort of happens before the start of the season. It's like a flashback, essentially. Right. And um, episode twenty-two actually is set in like the middle of season three for some reason. But you won't have watched okay. beyond season one, so 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 that's the last episode of the season. <laughs> actually, sort of so they strange. cram a lot in between that second last episode and that last episode. They cram in a season and a half. Um. So just just a forewarning.
1: Okay. That's that's bizarre. That I can't wait to find yeah,
0: out. Yeah, I, I look forward to talking about that
2: in a fortnight
0: <laughs> yeah. once we've seen. If it. you
2: do end up watching more of the season uh, or oh, the series, sorry, um definitely look up the chronological order because for the first three seasons, there's a couple of jump arounds which I didn't realize until I was watching it. And I'm thinking I was in season three, and I'm like, this guy died. Like I'm sure he died. <laughs> then I looked it up, and he was dead. But I was watching it out of order. um so, but yeah. presumably
0: you're watching it in the order they aired, but they just yeah, have exactly. weird chronology for some reason.
2: Yeah, yeah. Which, and it's it's only the first three seasons for some reason. I, I think probably they just came up with some other stories they wanted to tell, and just for whatever reason, like it had to, it didn't fit in, mm. so they had to have sort of ones that were set elsewhere. How
0: funny! Yeah, okay. we'll definitely have to talk about that in a fortnight. Yeah,
2: yeah, for yeah. sure.
0: But yeah, I'm pretty excited to dive into it. Like yeah, I'm excited to cane. finally get my hands around the Star Wars fandom.
1: Yeah.
2: Good. Yes, okay. I'm um, excited for you to hopefully enjoy it.
0: Yeah. Well we'll be back to talk about talk about at least season one in a fortnight. Um all right, well, that's the end of our episode. So, thanks everyone for joining us. Thanks, you know, Georgia, and thanks everybody, audience, for joining <laughs> us. Um, if you enjoy this show and you want to leave your thoughts for us on Clone Wars or on Annihilation or just on the show in general, you can contact us to leave your comments. Go to uh, MediumD at gmail. Me, media md podcast at com. email us at that and it'll get to us i think yes
1: uh we're also on twitter uh at media md podcast mm-hmm. uh admittedly since we're back in the Pactverse, verse that uh, that uh twitter is mostly just live read stuff now but there's yep. other announcements there too back
0: in the Pactverse, what does that mean elliot
1: yes uh well um you know we've Wabo has re-entered the Pactverse, and uh we are hot on his tail this time we're not we're gonna we're catch not five him years, five years caught behind up. again <laughs> uh yes uh so you know as wild writes a new story there we we are doing another podcast following it live this time uh following the the wake of we've got ward yeah uh, so yeah it, it's a story that doesn't actually require you to have read pact or anything and neither does our new show so you can literally just, just jump right head on over to uh, uh pale the web serial and yep. start reading and then listening to pale reflections
0: no listen to us first i reckon we'll yeah, tell you start- what to watch out for
1: <laughs> we'll tell you what to think and then you can read it. Yeah. We we'll um, tell
0: you how to think and then you think that, okay? That's yeah.
1: how it works. Um and the power reflections feed has a bunch of other stuff going on on it as well. Pilot yep. seasons there. Hell um yeah. we're going to be doing an RPG um which may or may not relate to annihilation a bit and I don't think Ruben <laughs> made the connection that I was going for there until right now but Yeah, there um, you go. That's a fun connection. That's fun. Uh yeah, so so check out that feed.
0: Yeah, um, and of course, we are a proud member of the Doof Media Network. Uh, there are a number of great shows on the Doof Media Network that aren't just our shows, so you should check them all out uh, and support the network by going to Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Media to be specific.
1: Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I guess that's so... uh, that's it. If you
0: want links to all those things, uh, you can check out our website, uh, com or the Doof Media website, Doof Media. Dot com uh, that has all the links to stuff that we just mentioned leaving comments the Patreon all that stuff as well as all the previous clues for the media MD ARG where you can help us figure out just who is Doctor MD and why is his biologist so malicious Elliot why don't you tell this the listeners this fortnight's clue sweat stain sweat stain and we'll see you next fortnight.